0: Welcome
1: to TA1 everything you want to know about adventure racing, then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and happy new year. It's about, what, the six or something today. So uh, in honor of the new year, let's have the longest uh, working podcast ever. That's not right. This one took like three months to do Um, with Avril Copeland. We started in October maybe and we did half of it and then we decided let's talk again after the world championships and that's what we did. So you're getting it before and after the world championships and in the show notes we'll link to the during video that Avril put together which is really cool. So um, that's got to be a cool one to start the year off with. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, a couple of things of business. If you can go to the podcast, uh, TA1, uh, or what is it? uh, Adventureracing.com.podomatic, whatever. I'll put a link and follow. It would be cool. Trying to get get the numbers up. Uh, Nobody goes to iTunes and likes it, so I'm not even going to ask you. But you could go to iTunes and like it. That would be cool. The other thing is, um, working with Breathe Magazine, we've got a little thing going for the next issue, um, the rules for adventure racing and the rules for ultra marathons. Uh, go to Facebook, um, if you got a good rule for adventure racing, um, put that up and then use the hat, hashtag adventure racing, adventure race rules or ultra rules. Um, then they'll be posted in the next issue of the magazine. Or you know what, you could just go to the magazine and subscribe. Uh, Joel's working really hard. We're going to try and do some things to get the uh, subscriptions up, the numbers up, maybe get some advertisers, which means some money. um, So we could uh, cover more races, go to more things. Um, not Not that we don't like doing this, but it would be nice to be doing it out of pocket so um, do those two things that would be cool Uh, what else Um, if uh, you're a race director that I don't know and how could that possibly be need somebody to come to your uh, photograph and or video your race because you know no video didn't happen we all know that Um, let me know you got a team you're on a team You want to be famous, you want to be a viral star. Well, I could do the media part anyway. The viral may be a little bit harder to do. So just trying to come up with some more things to do for the year that might actually um, at least not be an outgoing of money. So let's see. This is probably long enough because I think this is going to be a nice long podcast. So if you're listening to this one during your workout, you're going to gonna have a great workout today, a really cool, cool conversation, and a heck of a song. So I guess that should be enough, right? So go fast, take chances, and hopefully we'll see you at a race this year. Thanks for listening. Hey, Randy. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you? Uh,
1: great. Enjoying some, like, 75-degree weather. Well, just, oh
2: my God, that's lovely!
1: It is so.
2: <laughs> oh wow! Oh, very good. And are you all set to come to Ecuador?
1: Oh no, not even. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> well, I'm ready to go, but I'm not anywhere near ready.
2: Oh, I have I to go know.
1: to uh, North Dakota to shoot a race this weekend. So.
2: Oh my God! Oh my God! So the
1: North American North American Championships. So.
2: Okay, okay, okay. So you're yeah. busy, busy getting that sourced. Of...
1: Yeah, I think. Probably tonight I'll start packing. So yeah, yeah. Um, oh. That that'll be our first question. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Ecuador is in like 25 days or something. Yeah. If you start packing now, will you still be packing the night before you leave?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be packing right up till I leave for the airport on that morning for yeah. sure. You know, there's so much gear, yeah. so much gear to pack.
1: You know. Yep, that is that is the correct adventure race answer. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you you are a real racer. Yeah, big time. So how you been? I haven't actually talked to you or seen you for quite a while. Yeah, really
2: good. Really good. Like I've been sort of just here. You know, I think when I moved back to Ireland, I suppose the you know, I sort of wasn't I I haven't been as much in the I suppose North American adventure racing scene so um but yeah no all good like i suppose the last big race i did was france was the world champs in france there two years ago and mm-hmm. um, and that was sort of the last big race so but yeah no really good just working away and um, i started up a new sort of health technology company so i'm just trying to get that up and running mm-hmm. um, at the moment and um, and then obviously fit in training and preparation for ecuador
1: yeah well yeah starting a business or running a business that's a that's yeah. about a full-time job and you get to work as many hours as you want as long as it's exactly. more than 20
2: <laughs> exactly oh absolutely it's yeah. non-stop
1: you know so so that's cool so it just been training and racing and having fun um yeah. yeah so um well tell us about france i'm curious i haven't i haven't talked to anybody that's that did that race
2: yeah france was brilliant actually it was um yeah i raced with uh mark latanzi pete spagnoli and paul humphreys and um we yeah no it was absolutely brilliant it was it was one of the, it was kind of epic. It was quite, you know, it was, um, lots of long sections. Um, the canyoning was amazing. Like there was some incredible, um, incredible sections to it. Um, but yeah, no, we had a really good time. You know, the, um, Via Ferrata was pretty incredible. We ended up going up one that we, we thought was in the race and it turned out when we look back, it was some old Via Ferrata that like, we were like, why are these, um, steps you know the little steps like we were like why are they so bouncy you know but this was just like some god uh, like one that had been left there so um but yeah no we had some incredible experiences you know it was brilliant
1: so well cool sounds sounds fun so um what uh, this year well let's bring us up to date now because you know how i mean with the podcast it's like let's go here let's go there yeah oh
2: yeah 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 go for it i don't
1: i don't think i'm really that add in real life but something yeah. about being on the podcast is a -- I think is something, <laughs> and it's like go here, but um, So what are you looking forward to most and least in Ecuador?
2: Um, I suppose most. I'm looking back. I'm looking forward just to getting together with my teammates. I sort of have. Um, I'm racing with Pete again, oh, yeah. who is sort of my tried and t- trusted teammate that I've raced with for years. So I'm really excited to race with Pete again. And um, we always have, you know, a, g- a good time racing together. And you know, he's one of those sort of. I think everyone has their own teammate that they've raced for years and years together. So it'll be really good to race with him again. Um, and then we're racing with two guys from Ireland. So we have an Irish team. It's basically mm. an Irish team um Richard Noonan, who does a lot of ultra running and um, did Costa Rica last year, mm-hmm. and then Owen Carton, who is an engineer in the Irish army who um, who is a younger guy and super strong. So um and he did God's own there back in was it March? and um, but unfortunately he broke his ankle in the race. So uh yeah. so he's looking forward to getting back out there, you know, and doing yeah, a good yeah. a good old expedition race. So yeah, no, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be like myself and Pete have never raced with Rich and um Owen before. So it'll that'll be um you know, something to look forward to. And it's always, it's always good to, I suppose, race with new people. And, um, and especially with Ecuador, I suppose it's a new place, you know, I've never been to South America. Mm. So to be honest, I don't really know what to expect, you know, (laughs) besides altitude, I don't really know what to expect. So, um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be quite epic in terms of, you know, the sort of traditional expedition length um races, nice long sections. And I you know the trekking sections will be good and there's lots of mountain biking. So, yeah, I suppose I'm just looking forward to seeing a new place um, with new teammates and, and I suppose getting having new experiences um, in somewhere I've never been. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I, I suppose in terms of things that i'm I'm not looking forward to, I don't know you know it's kind of um the altitude for sure is gonna yeah. be a test um I think you know I was in getting my jabs and injections the other day, and like I was like getting all these injections, my arms are killing me um yeah. so I suppose yeah, I suppose there's lots of things that i like to be honest, I don't know what yeah. I'm not looking forward to i'm sure i'll I'll realize that when I'm there, you know,
1: yeah, we'll ask you after the race, and you'll have a yeah. a, a good yeah. answer. Exactly. So, exactly. So, um, so have you, have you raced with with the two new guys? Any?
2: Um, yeah. Well, I've just done some shorter sprint races, okay. but nothing, um, nothing super long or anything. No, no, yeah. just the shorter sprint races. You know, myself and Owen did the Killarney Adventure Race, which is sort of a um, a shorter, you know, sprint multisport sort mm-hmm. of adventure race here in Ireland. So we did that there two weekends ago, which was good fun. But, but again, yeah, nothing major. Nothing super long Um, that's really tested us
1: so um you know team dynamics is so interesting and cool how do you avoid becoming you and pete and the other two guys since since you two have such a such a history
2: yeah that's true that's a good question um I think, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think whenever you're in those circumstances, yeah, I suppose that's always a hard thing. And you don't know how we we honestly don't know how that's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um I know like, you know, I don't know, I suppose I suppose you just prepare going into it, knowing that it's all four of you guys together and mm-hmm. um, and, and getting through Um But yeah, no, I... God, that's that's a tough one, to be honest, Randy. (laughs) I haven't really thought about that. Um, Yeah, because me and Pete, we have so many experiences Mm. together, you know, in the different races, whatever. Um, But hopefully, I think, you know, Pete was over here a few weeks ago, um, and we all went on a night hike, which was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And the guys, Pete is so easy to get on with, and the other two guys are so easy to get on with. So I really think everyone just... You know, I, I already think we've sort of bonded in a way. I don't think that I honestly don't think that'll be an issue. Now you can ask me after the race again, <laughs> but, um, but at the moment I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think we all get on really well. And there's been lots of, I suppose, preparation talks together. And, um, and as I said, the night hikes and things like that. So, um, yeah, no, I think we're all going to get on.
1: Yeah. Well, to me from, from looking at teams, it, it's easier when it's two new people and and like two teammates. When I think the real problem is when there's three teammates that have been together for a long time and you bring in that third or that fourth person, yeah That's, that yeah, can be problematic yeah. but
2: yeah yeah absolutely so, absolutely yeah. yeah i
1: I can't see anybody having not getting along with Pete or you, so <laughs> we should be okay. <laughs>
2: yeah well i don't know about me some of my (laughs) teammates might differ but um no pete is just a gem he's an absolute gem so yeah everyone Mm -hmm. is going to get on with pete no matter what and the two guys to be honest the two guys are great rich and owen are really good really good fun guys and really easygoing and i just think it's it's kind of this year i'm excited just because of the personalities Mm -hmm. that everyone is their own personality but everyone is very sort of chilled and, and and easygoing and i think very easy to get on with there's no really super strong outspoken personalities, so i think that's that's going to be a good thing you know yeah,
1: yeah. sounds like it. so do you guys have do you have uh something in mind that if you reach it you'll say it was a great race i mean you know a top 10 top 20 just yeah. full course or is there you know is there something that you'll say yeah we did it
2: yeah, definitely full course. I'd love to um mm. to achieve, you know, I think that's always a good a sort of um a, a good goal to have. You know, I suppose the, the I know I know the world champs in the past, you know, they've been so fast. They're such mm. fast, you know, there's some really incredible teams up there. So, um I think definitely to get full course and um is is sort of our big goal mm. and just to race strong and steady. I think you know, I suppose in the past that's always been our thing. You know, we're not the fastest; we're not going to be out there in front. You know, from the get go, and um, it's really just you know. And I suppose you learn that over through all the different races. There's an element of just sort of keeping one foot in front of the other and just keeping moving. And I think then the places sort out themselves once you get to the finish line. You know, because a lot of people that go off super strong, then they end up. You know, something happens throughout the race. So yeah. I think if we just can keep moving forward, I think that's our big goal. And then, um, and then you know, a, a, for the full course anyway.
1: Yeah, cool. So for you personally, what's what's your favorite part of the, you know, biking, trekking, kayaking, you know, what what do you what do you wish the race was 90% made of?
2: <laughs> um I, I do love the trekking to be honest. I've always yeah. um enjoyed the trekking sections. I like I feel like I'm strong on the trekking sections and that's kind of I suppose we always like what we're strongest at, you yeah. know? And um, so I'm looking for I am looking forward to that. Um there's a lot of mountain biking obviously in, in this one. So, you know, I've been, I've been training a lot on the bike to try and um, up my game on that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, probably the tracking sections mostly, to be honest, you know?
1: Yeah. So when you're out training, do you, as I, as I put it, are you a heart rate monitor person or are you a go out and see what's over the next mountain person?
2: Um, I, I, like, you know, I, I vary from time to time, to be honest, you know, I suppose my background is exercise science and charge of, you know, physiotherapy. So I'm, I, I am a bit of a sciencey head and I love all the, the stats and everything like that. Like I'm using Strava now and, you know, like everyone else in the world. And um, so like, I, I do, I do love the stats side side, but then I suppose when it gets to the longer training days, it's really just about getting out there and, and getting mileage on the legs and mileage on the bike, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Um in those cases I don't tend to worry. It's more about time out there that I that I go by rather than, you know, heart rates and things like
1: that. Yeah, that's I I don't know how many years, thirty years of heart rate monitor now. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going for a couple of hours.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I and think that's that's And way. if
1: I'm having fun it might be a couple of more hours. So Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No,
2: that's I think that's the way to go for sure, you know.
1: Yeah. So so how did how did you get started being an adventure racer?
2: That's a good question. And I started when so years ago, I, you know, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee in the year 2000. And before that, I was playing like field hockey and playing like to a high level, I was playing international field hockey, you know, before I left for the States. Mm -hmm. And um, then I gave up sport for about a year when I moved to the States. And I was just sort of finding my feet in Nashville. And um, I remember I was home, I was home one, it was a New Year's Day, and I think it was 2001. Um, New Year's Day and I was kind of a bit hungover to be honest and I was watching um, I was watching the Eco Challenge Borneo on television Mm -hmm. and I saw you know um, team my team team eco internet it was robin benacasa and ian adamson and those and winning eco challenge borneo and like i just had this moment i don't know i was just you know even though i was in such a state i was like god this is just amazing and like how do i I've, i've never heard of the sport i didn't know anyone in the world that was doing the sport so basically i just um that day, I, I got on the internet and, e- like, you know, and like, the internet was a lot harder in those days yeah, to find yeah. anyone. There's no Facebook and things. Um, and I emailed Eco Internet and Ian and, um, and Robin actually emailed me back um, like a few days later and was just brilliant and gave me all this advice and um, told me about the Odyssey Adventure Racing Academy. And just basically said, buy a bike, buy a kayak, start training, start running, you know. Yeah. So I went back to Nashville about two, uh, it was, no, it was about a week later. And um, just found a running group, started running. Like I could, you know, I'd i been out of training for a year. So I was, I was, it was tough to get going. Um, and then I booked the Odyssey Adventure Racing um, Training Academy with Don Mann um you know and joy mar and dawn and all those Mm -hmm. and um so i went to that in i think it was the september i went and then i did my first race race, which was the odyssey endorphin fix and that september so yeah so that's how it all started that's how i got into it and
1: (laughs) have been doing it ever since you know well it's it's pretty interesting i for some reason i've just i've been doing a ton of interviews in the last few weeks and if you're us General rule of thumb, if you weren't born in New Zealand, you discovered adventure racing through the Eco Challenge or Primal Quest.
2: It's <laughs> yeah, probably true.
1: It, it really it's, is. I yeah, mean, the people I've yeah. talked to. So. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So what was your first expedition length race then?
2: Um, the first one was the Eco Challenge North America um, up in Marie in Canada, yeah. um, and it was a toughie. Um, we lasted, we, we last, I think we lasted four days in the race, but it was, I think we were, I think we were lost for 24 hours yeah. um, at one point. You know, in in the in the middle of nowhere. Um, I remember just being completely lost. We we had no idea where we were. So that was sort of the first um, expedition race, I suppose, the first. You know, one that we actually did well and finished was the um, Subaru Prime Quest in Lake Tahoe. That was sort of the first um, major one that we did well.
1: And, you know. okay, so we'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, So how long after you went to the Odyssey camp did you do Equal Challenge North America?
2: Um, I think it was a few months later. I'm trying to remember, (laughs) actually. God, it was, yeah, it was... It was a good few months later, like yeah, so yeah, the Odyssey the Endorphin Fix two day was the first the first one. Yeah. And then um yeah, the the eco Challenge in North America. So I think it was a few months later. I can't quite remember now to be honest what dates or what time of year it was.
1: Well, it just I'm finding out there there is some general rules of adventure racers that I'm discovering. And here's you just fit into another category. <laughs> doing a huge international, world class expedition race with less than a year after discovering the sport.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think, you know, and I think back then that was kind of, there were so many sort of bigger races. And I think, you know, and I think back at that time, I don't know what it's like. Obviously, I'm not living in the states anymore, mm-hmm. so I don't know what it's like. But there was there was a lot of, you know, I suppose the expedition length racing there was, you know, there was a huge amount of focus on it at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the one that you wanted to do, you know, to get in to do an Eco Challenge or or Primal Quest or right. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that was sort of my goal. Ever since I saw Eco Challenge Borneo, that was always my goal, you know.
1: So cool. All right, so this is what I wanted to come back to is. That's fairly substantial rumor that Primal Quest is coming back and they're going to redo the Tahoe course.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, I saw that actually. I saw that on Facebook, I think, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have all the maps for anyone who wants to pay me.
1: <laughs> well, <don't> you, <laughs> of course. Would, would you want to come do it again?
2: Um, I don't know to be honest you know I feel like you know we did that I do, I the idea of repeating the same course I don't know mm-hmm. for me like I you know and I think for people that maybe haven't done it you know it was a brilliant course so for people that haven't done it then that would be, you know, but I think that we've done the course. So we know the, you know, I I find that like, we know the route we've been to those places. And for me, it's all about, I suppose, seeing new places that I've never been to. And that was kind of the interaction for me with the Eco Primal Quest was going to the different locations in North America and seeing places i would never seen and probably will never see again, you know. And And so I don't know, you know, I suppose it's all up in the air on that one and
1: I think yeah. that's what
2: we, you know yeah. started to come out about that it's it's you know it's following the same course and things like that. So, um, one thing we used, I remember it was it was rollerblading. I think for one of the big sections <laughs> and rollerblading or or, or um, scootering. Yeah. And we we arrived and none of us had trained on the rollerblades <laughs> even though we got these really high end rollerblades. So when we got there, we I think we went to like a Target or something and bought like these razor scooters which lasted about five miles and then we had to run <laughs> the rest of the way. So. Mm. It, so, was, uh, yeah. Yeah, well,
1: it was a yeah was the rumors i have heard is that there's not going to be rollerblading or kick biking They're, okay do something okay. else so okay we'll, we'll we'll see what the uh rumor mill of the internet really, really exactly. brings to us but yeah um, yeah 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 so i'm i hope it happens because you know we're the us or north america is not you know we don't have a you know a 7 day adventure race you know we've got yeah, you know, yeah. untamed which is in Gold Rush, Cowboy yeah. Tough, but you know they're all three three-day races. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It seems like they, they've yeah, because there was I suppose like Primal Quest and the Appalachian Extreme and those races for a long yeah. time, um, and then. You know, when they went away, then there was sort of, yeah, it's like the shorter races have come in. And I think that's, you know, throughout the world, it mm-hmm. seems like. It doesn't seem this. But I think with the World Championships now and the World Series, it's kind of trying to bring the expedition-length races back into the focus, you know, yeah. into focus, so.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean, yeah. yeah. They're I like they're more fun to go cover than a <laughs> yeah. 24-hour race. So we'll
0: see.
1: Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> so um, Odyssey Academy, I don't know anybody that has come into adventure racing that way. So what was what was that like?
2: That was brilliant. It was such an incredible experience. It went, I went, um, so I'd booked in, I think it was one that was meant to be in May. And then I think I got to the point and I sort of panicked going, oh, I wasn't fit enough, you know, cause I'd only seen Eco Borneo in January and sort of got training and I got to the point going, oh God, maybe I'm not fit enough. So I postponed it till September. Um, but it was, you know, Don and Dawn and Joy Mar were all there. Um, and they were the organizing it and, um, it was basically a week long training academy where you mm-hmm. learned all the different skills, the rope skills, nav, and you know. And I met Chris Roomer and Sarah Boardman Miller and all these people that have remained friends, you know, ever since. And who were, you know, it was just it was brilliant. I have to say, it was one of you know Shannon Greenhill. There was loads, and actually Robin, who had emailed me initially, was one of the instructors. So it was great then to get to hang with her, and mm-hmm. you
1: know, it was it was just a brilliant experience. I have to say. I wonder. Because I don't think there is anything like that anymore. I mean, I don't know of, and I seem. I think I fairly know, have the pulse of the sport. Um, yeah. But we also have the internet. Sure. So do you yeah. think? Do you think a camp like that is would still be an interesting idea for people? I mean, I, I obviously it would, but do you think people would be interested in it, or do you think they can learn everything now, or they just go racing?
2: Yeah, I think. I, I don't know. You know, I think. Um, Like at that point, it was kind of like, you know, everyone wanted to do expedition length racing and there wasn't as many of the shorter races at that time, you know, so it was kind of like you wanted to have that sort of, I suppose it was, um, it was kind of like going through a college course that so you could go and actually uh, compete in the expedition and yeah. races and, and sort of feel like you had the qualifications to go and do an expedition length race. And like, I still think it was a brilliant, it was, a, it was a week long and it was, you know, I, like, I definitely think actually, because if you think about if people go off for different trips and things like that or different educational type of opportunities, you know, I, I definitely think, and I think there is a, a big huge interest in adventure racing. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I definitely think so. I definitely think there's room for something like that again.
1: All right, people out there listening, there you go. We need a <laughs> week-long adventure racing camp for people to get exactly. us, get getting into the sport. Yeah, yeah. exactly, so, exactly. So, um, so you started racing in, what, 2002, is that right?
2: Yeah, 2001, 2002, okay. yeah.
1: So 12 yeah. years. What's the biggest improvement in gear that you've seen in, in 12 years?
2: oh um god uh of all the hard questions and the biggest improvement in gear i think obviously bikes have come a long way since Mm -hmm. then you know now i'm not a big bike you know bike person or whatever but i suppose if you see the changes like i started out on like a hardtail you know uh, pretty crappy bike Mm -hmm. mountain bike and and now everyone's going 29 or super lightweight um, which obviously changed the sport and and make everyone a lot faster and Also, I suppose in, you know, I suppose there was phases, I remember when we started out and we got all the like, you know, super lightest gear and, you know, you'd go into these races with practically nothing like you're, you know, you were trying to skim down to the very sort of end whatever and gram, you know, whereas now I think even just with experience now, I suppose I'm a, a little bit more cautious in terms of, um you know, even if something's not the lightest that I'm still going to go with something that I know is going to keep me dry, you know, that way, because yeah. I know it's more important to keep dry than, you know, or else my race is over, you know? So, um, so yeah. I think with gear, yeah, there's been, I suppose it's just, you know, gear is ever changing. I don't know that there's been one huge, big sort of a yeah. uh, big bridge, you know?
1: Yeah. So, well, yeah, everything's faster, faster, lighter, better, exactly. stronger. So yeah, what I think. exactly. So have you ever been in a race at a spot thinking we shouldn't be here? This is really bad. And how did you work your way through it?
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody,
1: everybody has this story. That's oh, my favorite trying story.
2: i think of one that like, um, <laughs> God, where was it? Um, it well, it was actually Primal quest Washington, there you know obviously mm-hmm. all those years ago it was like ten years ago, yeah. t- you know two thousand four and um, and I remember we were on a biking section. It was a hike and bike and <laughs> the four guys, my four teammates um it was Joe Morschbacker, Ben Notri, and Scott Cole, and we'd been just like hike a biking all day, and I remember I'd just got a brand new um super lightweight uh titanium bike just before the race. And basically the whole day I remember just picking up the bike and throwing it as far as I could and then trying to like find my way to the bike and we just spent hours and hours and then we got to the bottom of this mountain and I remember Ben pulling out the maps and saying okay well you know it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon and he was like we have to get to the top of this mountain and I was like no you're wrong I was like there's no way we're meant to go up to the top of this mountain with our bikes. And he was like, Avril, this is where we have to go. And anyway, the drama ensued and we and we um we we basically crawled to the top of this mountain and we got to a point and I actually couldn't carry my bike any further. Like I just it got really, really steep and it was like holding on to roots, but carrying your bike. And I remember Ben and Joe and Scott, they took my bike and they said, "Okay, we'll meet you at the top and you just keep going up this way. And I remember just sitting there crying and just like knowing that if I'd had the phone, you know, the satellite phone at that point, I definitely would have opened it and said, like, you know, come rescue us. But um, that was that was definitely probably one of the most times that I've I've felt so close to just being like you know, calling us. Now, luckily the guys didn't leave me with a satellite phone. So (laughs) we continued on, but, um, yeah, that was, that was a rough, a rough day, you know? Um, and like that's probably the main you know there's been loads of other points obviously the swimming in in um montana was epic mm, yeah. <laughs> the, the white water swimming um and that was quite emotional after but it was you know to look back mm-hmm. and go wow that was it was incredible to do it yeah uh, but it was you know it really it really did challenge i think everyone that did it so um yeah there's been a few times you know um but yeah, but yeah. I suppose that's adventurizing at the end of the day, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and there are certain touchstones that people have now. Um, several people, you know, have talked about the white, you know, the boogie boarding in Montana, and then there's yeah. the uh, the ocean kayaking in the Baja Traverse. That
2: okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't do that one. No, yeah, right.
1: you, it's, yeah. It, everybody's heard about it. So it's yeah, exactly. you have these um, shared. Memories of fear or something. Yeah, but but, yeah, yeah. but the interesting part is with adventure racers is just like, all right, done that. Let's go. What's the next? What do we do next? And yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting mindset, I think, of of people. Yeah,
2: yeah, just yeah. constantly looking for the next challenge. Yeah, and yeah.
1: yeah. So, so well, let's let's uh, ask you this: and what's the best six hours you ever had racing?
2: Oh, the best six hours! Oh my god. Um, let me think about that one. Um, <laughs> the best six hours. Probably. That's. Uh, so let me. I'm just. Trying, I just want yeah. to make sure. I tell you that the best one. Yeah. Um, Definitely the I, I think Primal Quest Tahoe was actually a pretty incredible race in terms of that um you know, the ascent, the Jumarring mm-hmm. up the Calvira's dome or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it was called. Um that was pretty spectacular when you look back and go, Wow, that was, you know, it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um and then also in in Primal Quest I remember there was some we were on a trekking section and I don't know I just I remember I just feeling really good and even if you ask my teammates it was the weirdest thing because I'd have like and I I am not like any into you know um like uh what do you call psychics or anything like that Mm -hmm. like I don't have any you know I'm very science-based as I said before so I don't believe in anything like that but um, I remember just for some reason knowing the trail or knowing where we we're going it was the weirdest it's hard to explain and it sounds corny but it was um, I remember on our on one of the one of the hikes up it was like a, a four wheel type of uh, four wheel tr- um, trail in somewhere in Tahoe mm. um, and for whatever reason I just I don't know Ben will tell you that <laughs> all my teammates were, were witness you know but um, it was just a weird thing but that was an incredible there was a few points in that race yeah. which were pretty so incredible. you
1: just like you, you just said like this is the way we're going this is the right way
2: yeah and i just knew for whatever wow. reason i don't know i don't know why it was and i felt like i'd been there before it was the weirdest thing. now maybe yeah. i had you know because i used to do a lot of skiing but um um <laughs> uh, but uh for whatever reason i don't know and th- like the lads will tell you but it was just it was a really weird thing yeah. but it's never happened again you know i'm i'm, I'm terrible at maps and terrible at yeah. nav
1: so you're you're not the uh, primary navigator no,
2: definitely <laughs> not. Um, you know, I like when when the S H one T hits the fan. Then mm-hmm. I I pretend I am and I want to look at the maps and things like that. But, yeah. um, well, most well, of the time, no, I'll I'll leave
1: that to to Owen and and Richard. You know. So, um, so uh, do you have um a particular role on the team? I mean, it, you know. The, the the team is the team, but is there something yeah. that you really kind of step up and and take charge of?
2: Um, I suppose like just like organization mm-hmm. in a way, like preparation and getting everyone to the start line. That's been my primary role to date, yeah. anyway. Is just getting everyone on board. You know, getting the team together, getting like sponsors in order and things like that, and all the logistics part of it. And yeah. I think in the race, it's kind of more like you know, miss motivator in a way. And, and I think once you have lots, of, you know, I suppose like myself, I suppose I'm Pete as well. You know, we've had lots of experiences um when things go wrong and it's just knowing to keep going and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of recognizing situations that have happened in the past, maybe not in the same, um, in the same way, but knowing, you know, how to deal with certain circumstances situations and especially in terms of team morale and trying to get everybody through. Like we've had a lot of times where, we've had teammates that have, you know, threatened to quit or for different reasons and for whatever reason we've been able to pull people through. So, um, I think that's, you know, it's like the psychological support, you know, that way during the race.
1: So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's as, as, as important or more important as navigation that, that keeping that team together. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You
1: know, so, um, so we're at like, Thirty minutes is which is, and I like to do a little longer. But if if you will, what I would like to do is stop the podcast now and then finish it after worlds. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that'd be brilliant. And 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 we'll uh, because quite honestly, I'm not going to get this up before worlds. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, Randy. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. That's cool.
1: And and we'll either we'll either if we get a chance we can do it there or we'll just we'll get on um except i got one you gotta do one more thing for me okay for for this half tell me a mark story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark tansy story
2: a where do yeah. i begin? <laughs> um where do i begin yeah. oh my god i'm trying to think of a mark Latanzi story um god i don't know any good ones i'm trying to think of a good one um, well, let's
1: well let's do this you got like four weeks till after the race. To yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. That's a good point.
1: So, that's
2: a good point. I'll, I'll have plenty anyway, cause I'll see him over there. So I'll that's have plenty. True. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll
1: plenty. Be, <laughs> and, uh, and then the only other thing is, um, you may be getting a call to s- send us some, uh, Primal Quest maps. Cause Paulette's actually, thinking about doing it so
2: oh very good okay cool yeah, yeah 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 i have i i know i have them here i have loads of stuff stacked okay. away so um absolutely yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: so oh, yeah. that's brilliant
2: yeah that's
1: so, brilliant so, yeah that would be yeah because you know well okay let me ask you this how many where you're sitting now yeah how many how many maps can you see or are they all put away
2: where I can, I do you know what I have them all in a room because I have like my my spare bedroom is actually a gear room yeah. I don't have a spare bedroom anymore it's just no. all a gear room and yeah. I have a whole thing of maps and um, like a box of maps from all the different races
1: yeah yeah we have that ex- except our gear room has three four foot by six foot Black Hills maps that we oh. <laughs> got before Primal Quest that and that's the decoration you know hanging oh, on the wow.
2: Oh, so. very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, see, I have loads of posters and things like that, like yeah. from, you know, from all the different races that I need to put up.
1: Yeah, we uh, we got a, we scammed one of the Primal Quest Badland ones, so that's, when you drive in our garage, that's what you see is that grid. Oh, weird. cool. Yeah, a reminder. That was Well, amazing. cool, well, let's do that, because I think that'd be really fun yeah. to talk to you afterwards. And yeah, and
2: that'd be brilliant. Yeah, that'd be really so.
1: good. Yeah, yeah, that would be brilliant. Cool. Randy, thanks a million. That's great. Okay, well, um you don't get to say this very often but we'll see you in ecuador
2: yeah i know god <laughs> freaky but amazing so. um yeah no brilliant well listen sure i'll be talking to you soon anyway and i'll see you on facebook before then anyway
1: all right thanks we'll talk later all right
2: take care bye randy bye let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby
0: to get ourselves a treat delicious things to eat the popcorn can't be beat the sparkling drinks are just dandy the chocolate bars and the candy so let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat let's all go to the lobby
2: to get ourselves a treat hey randy
1: hey you're you are right on time and so am i how about that
2: Good. How are you keeping?
1: I'm doing well. How about you?
2: Oh, good. How's everything in South Dakota?
1: Um, uh, nice. It's a little, little uh, chilly today, but because we had 60 degree weather last week, so we got a little spoiled.
2: Oh my. God. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That's mad, isn't it?
1: Yes. It's. It's. Uh. But that, that's not that unusual for us around here to have, you know. Okay. 60, 61 week, and 20 the next Fahrenheit. So. Um, yeah sun's out. There's no wind, so it's cool
2: and will you get any snow now over christmas?
1: um, there's about an eighth of an inch on the ground right now so okay we we could have more wow. or it just maybe that's just maybe what we get
2: <laughs> okay so. okay, okay Wow. oh my god yeah so
1: i'm I'm voting for nice weather.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Oh my god! And then, um, did you get home okay from um Ecuador? No problems. Yeah,
1: it was uh you know, other than we had you know we had to leave the the party early, so yeah,
2: that was good.
1: Yeah, get on. Yeah, we left there at eight o'clock, and you know, on the plane at one in the morning, and home at one the next afternoon. So it wasn't too bad for me.
2: So, yeah, 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 yeah. Unlike you, good. it would well, take
1: you probably twenty hours.
2: Yeah, it was a long trip back. Like we had a ten-hour layover in New York, so we um, we went into into New York City and just sort of looked around, you know, and had dinner in there, and then came back out. So it wasn't too bad, you know.
1: Yeah, that breaks it up. I I see some people going to Australia had like twenty-three hours in LA. So.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, I saw that actually. Craig and um, And. Uh, Craig and Louise. Louise. And, yeah. yeah. So that would have been oh, kind of fun. Oh yeah 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 oh my god no
1: (laughs) so are you are you kind of recovered
2: yeah yeah no well recovered now and just back to normal back to work like trying to just just trying to keep up and catch up you know that way um but oh yeah no all good now all recovered and back to normal you
1: know yeah so are you already thinking okay what's next
2: yeah kind of to be (laughs) honest i'm you know part of me was like um part of me was like oh that might be my last and then you know as soon as you're there you're like oh no you know
1: yeah exactly it's like oh how soon's the next one? Oh, that long oh yeah. that kind of sucks
2: exactly that's exactly <laughs> it you know yeah. um but yeah and it was great though was such a good race it was great
1: well it's good so um since this is the second part and- I just looked it was like yeah. the middle of October when we talked last time but so tell me about the race.
2: So wow it was um, the race was amazing to be honest it was more like an education for me this time around you know rather than an expedition I just thought it was just incredible I'd never I've never been to South America so for me it was just a whole other world so I really really loved it from that point of view um i thought the andes were just amazing and spectacular um and then down you know to the amazon jungle so that was it was pretty amazing there was just there was a lot of mud <laughs> you yeah. know i'll say that and that that was rough going you know the first few days and like we didn't get to do the jungle the actual jungle section the long trek in the jungle so i don't know i'm kind of happy about that just from hearing others um see me, there was more and more mud there so uh Yeah, no, it was brilliant. It was a great race. You know, I suppose, like any and every team, you always go through, you have lots of adversity for different reasons and different things. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my teammates got quite sick on, I think, day three. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we were just trying to take care of him and keep him going. So, um, But, you know, like I suppose every team goes through through different things. So we had a good few things to deal with, but I suppose that's adventure
1: racing, isn't it? Well, it is exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 just finding ways to keep moving forward you know
1: perfect so um i'm get, I'm getting a little echo here that's why it kind of it's throwing me off a little bit oh yeah <laughs> oh
2: no worries no worries yeah
1: um it kind of seemed to me that especially this year there were a lot of a lot of people that got sick and or hypothermic um, i mean i don't really remember hearing anybody last year in costa rica that that got so sick do you
2: yeah Yeah, any insight um i don't really know i just like we were so careful you know leading up to it the few days beforehand trying to be really careful in terms of the, the 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 drinking water and um you know what we were eating and so that all went well until we got into the race and um then i think you know um my teammate just got like it was seemingly a parasite from the drinking water you know when we were out on the course mm-hmm. so there was that yeah there was seem there was seems like there was a lot of people i know like team odyssey um you know they had some trouble and um yeah it seemed like there was a lot actually and a good few injuries and things like that but i don't know i think God, it's hard. It's hard to say, really, I suppose, what was why so many people more than normal. And in terms of the hypothermia, I I don't like we we didn't we never really got that cold. I think the rain was just, you know, God, that was rain. (laughs) Like it was torrential when it came down. Um, you know, we had some really good gear in, in terms of our Heli Hansen. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, you know, we, we kept quite warm, actually, to be honest, most of the race. Like there was never any point that we were sort of in danger, you know, because there are times, I suppose, in the past when, you know, we've got really, really cold. Or like I know for me, I can get really, really cold at times. And it's just, you know, you you get so cold, you just sort of don't care anymore. You know, you're just <laughs> trying to cope with being so cold but this year thankfully we didn't get that bad you know um we were kind of lucky but yeah it it does seem like there was a good few though to be honest you know
1: yeah I mean some of the people I've talked to think you know part of it was you couldn't take any really any extra warm gear because of the yeah because of the bins and my feeling is is people sort of maybe underestimated being in the mountains and getting wet to some extent yeah I
2: I think Yeah, like for like, even even when I was, you know, planning for the race and everything, like I, I really didn't think there was ever we were ever gonna be really cold at any point. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why I thought that. You know, it, like it's not like any other race. Um, I like I just like I probably didn't like. Luckily, I got away with it. But I, I, you know, if if there was any point that we, um, you know, if we'd been on any sections too long, there could have been a chance that we would have got really cold, but thankfully like we sort of got through things, but um, yeah, I don't know if people just didn't plan well or, but as you said, the bins, like you could not bring anything extra this time round. There was no room for, you know, no niceties at all. It was just the very bare minimum because of the weight of the boxes, you know?
1: So what do you, I mean, do you, I mean, everybody had to deal with that, but why do you think they kind of did that? Is it is it just a logistics um, thing, or do they wanted to make it a little more? Um, yeah, what is a little tougher. Because,
2: <laughs> yeah, like I suppose you know, I, I, it's kind of a balance. I suppose I, pr- personally, I'd say it was more logistics mm-hmm. because you know they had the mandatory sleeps and everything, so they weren't trying to, you know, th- th- there was I suppose they were thinking about safety and everything, so. You know whether i don 't know now there 's obviously lots of people saying which you know whether there should be mandatory sleep stops and mm-hmm. um, so that 's obviously another issue but I, I I think it was more logistics i would I personally would just say it was logistics that just the trucks and everything else on on the amount that they could carry you know
1: yeah uh, I <clears throat> believe that going up <clears throat> excuse me some of the uh, yeah. highways in ecuador <laughs> yeah you 're not going to have a very loaded loaded up trucks so no, maybe that maybe yeah, that was it yeah <laughs> so what yeah, do you, those roads <laughs> yeah exactly what do you what's your take on mandatory sleep and how did you guys think about it and deal with it
2: well, I suppose this time around, we, we got a lot of sleep mm-hmm. comparative to a normal race just because um, we were trying to, you know, keep my teammate, keep him going. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the time, instead of making any rash decisions, you're just trying to sleep it off and see if, 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 you know, he feels better sort of after the sleep. So we actually got a lot of sleep in this race. So that wasn't a big deal for us, I suppose. It didn't, it probably didn't impact our race. Like I think it may have impacted other people's races. And mm-hmm. um, I, but like, I know this, this I think this argument for both sides to it um i think for some some teams you know i think every team should be able to manage their own sleep and should plan accordingly i think um i know some people were saying that it was more dangerous to have sleep stops because people then push through to get to the sleep stop yeah. so if they're tired yeah. they won't stop they just keep going to the to the actual end. so they you know because they have to um use that time in, in the sleep station. So I think there's arguments for both. I think, um, you know, I do, I do personally, I think there, sh- I personally don't think there should be sleep stops. I think we've always got by in the past. you just plan and you sleep when you need to sleep. Um, and I think, you know, if you're at the front of the pack, you can, you, you, you are obviously <laughs> capable enough to plan your sleep. And then if you're at the back of the pack, you're probably sleeping a lot more anyway, you know? So, um, Personally, yeah, I think it's not I, – I probably would prefer where there there wasn't sleep stops.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I've talked to several people of the same thing, said, yeah, it is more – maybe more dangerous because yeah, you're going to push because yeah. then you know you got to stop someplace. Or it really screws you up because you got to take a mandatory at 10 o'clock in the morning, and that doesn't work very well. So
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's just another, I suppose, th- variable that you have to plan for, mm-hmm. you know, on top of like – dark zones and everything else you're trying to plan for sleep stops then you know so yeah. it's just a whole other um thing you know which you probably don't need you know in ter- in terms of the the actual mandatory stop stop
1: exactly plus for what it's worth i just saw something on uh, terra terra via and it very prominently yeah. very prominently said no compulsory compulsory sleep stop so <laughs> you know where their okay. heads at
2: yeah. Yeah. And that's probably just from feedback. Like I think, you know, I suppose there are a lot of races that do it or there are a good few, I think maybe nowadays that are doing it. But, um, you know, but, and I think the race organizations, they probably, you know, they obviously it was best intentions that mm-hmm. they felt that, that it was needed. But I think just, it seemed just not to work as well as maybe they'd
1: hoped. Yeah. Well, but it is kind of nice that each race can, can decide because yeah. it, it does. It, yeah. it, I mean, it does add another dimension to your planning.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think depending on the course, you know, I think obviously the course has a lot to do with it. And if, if the, um, if the race organization, you know, obviously they know the course better than anyone going into it. So if they feel that, you know, mandatory sleep is necessary, then, you know, they obviously put it in for, for good reason, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So here's something that I discovered. I want to see what you think now that you've been back in looking at the race and and I don't know if you had took the maps home or anything but I actually sat down and laid all the maps out on the floor after I got home and looked at it and yeah and all of a sudden there was a lot of things that made sense to me so are there things that at since the race is over you've kind of figured out and you think oh yeah that would a now I get it <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm well I, I yeah, no, well to be honest, I'm terrible at reading maths <laughs> my, my nav, I think the nav took home took home all the maths. Okay. So I suppose different things like you know, there was I suppose there was one point in the race where we were sure basically we'd gone down one road and then you know it was it was time when, it was the time when one of my teammates our teammate was sick, so our heads were all over the place at that stage, and we were tired, and everything so we we went down one road in the middle of the night um and then we basically thought we were lost, you know, so it was it was kind of like after the fact when you go back and you know I remember being on this road going, "Oh my God, even though we'd been on the road previous to that earlier in the night." Mm-hmm. We still were convinced we 'd never been on that road, wow. and we were like, "How did we end up here like it was just it was bizarre and uh, so it was only after fact going back looking at the analysis and the the maps you know the online mm-hmm. you know obviously the tracking and everything that we were like, yeah we were on the same road, <laughs> you know but at the time it 's just amazing how much you know your mind plays tricks on you. We were convinced we 'd never been on that road, and we couldn 't figure out how we were on it and." So, we were on it for hours, so we were trying to you know we were we were lost for a bit at that point so um so, yeah, so looking back, that was you know i suppose one of the the insights um yeah, that's probably the main thing, to be honest. You know, we we, um, we had a few, like, we, we had a run-in with uh, some guys with a the machete there in the middle of the night of one of the races. So it was interesting to go back and look at that point, you know. Um, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and we came across an illegal moonshine, I don't know, plantation thing or a production place. Um, and poor Owen, we sent him up for the slaughter and because he was the only one with proper you know some some spanish um. but it was that was one of those like a scene from reservoir dogs you know we were all i thought we were we were toast you know but luckily we got through it
1: (laughs) you know i you know we we talked about it and i told the story and stuff quite honestly i think that's probably to me after arthur probably the coolest part of the race is you yes. guys, you guys yeah. in the, uh, the moonshiners. Oh. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, two o'clock in the morning, like that was the most, you know, and it wasn't like it was close to their house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we were, we were about 40, 40, minutes down from, from anywhere, you know, from the road, basically. So it was absolutely in the middle of nowhere. And just to come across these two guys, you know, with machetes, it was like, you know, it was, it was terrifying. I have to say we were all, I think we were all terrified, mm-hmm. but luckily, you know, it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, you know, I've kind of asked some people what's the scariest part of every race they've been in and stuff. I'm guessing a couple of guys with machetes, you probably, I don't, I don't, I mean, I kind of look at it and I'm kind of chuckling, but I'm thinking, you know what, you could have, that could have been bad.
2: Yeah, oh, it, like, it definitely could have, like, it was just... You know, I, I sp- it's just because basically we'd, we'd, we'd climbed down so far and it was kind of hands and knees stuff. Like we were we were trying to get back up to the trail. So, you know, it's in the middle of the night, it's pitch dark and you're, you're, you're bushwhacking through this sugar cane, you know, and it's really, really high up. So it's not like you can just see over the sugar cane and see what you're faced with. Yeah. Like we had no idea. All we heard was dogs and we saw, we heard men shouting in Spanish and and these flashing lights and we had no idea. And we were just like, like, totally panicked, and were like, Owen, you know, you need to just go up to him, or up, up to those guys, and we all just stayed back, you know, <laughs> and, like, the next thing we hear, like, you know, Owen is, you know, young guy, like, in the army, basically, and, like, we just hear the terror in his voice as he's like, no, 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 por favor, no, senor, no, no, no. Like, so it was, you could imagine when you hear that and you have no idea what's going on, but basically, you know, they had the machete in his face at that point. Yeah. So it was It was just very lucky that he had, you know, <laughs> had, had done some... Um, you know tried to learn some Spanish before so he was able I think he must have said oh we're lost or something and mm-hmm. I think they might have known about the race and then you know it all diffu- like basically that diffused the situation but it was like there was a few tense minutes there where it was like oh my god we're you know either not going back to the transition or we're going back with no hands you know wow. so <laughs> it was uh yeah it was terrifying
1: but hindsight now you got a really cool story right
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We survived.
1: That's the main thing. That's me So, what was um, the the very best part of the race for you?
2: Um, you know, I I think for me it was just like I I suppose I've always raced in like first world developed countries, mm-hmm. you know. So like it was just such a new experience for me like that to me that was the best part of the whole race just being somewhere where I'd never been I'd never experienced anything like that and you know the Andes I just thought were amazing just being up there on the trekking sections and the biking and just going through the little villages I just thought that was just incredible and just to see how people live and you know living off the land and everything I just I was amazed and so to me like there wasn't really I suppose one best section or anything like I just the whole experience for me was just incredible and um, and yeah and I suppose another thing just getting through the race you know considering you know Owen was so sick and and um, you know that was that was a big thing as well you know
1: yeah no I agree it, it's the way I think about it is you know our driver would stop and ask somebody kind of directions or yep. the, and they would if there was a city like 25k away they'd never heard of it yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and it's just like, how do you not know that? But then you think, they've never had to go more than twenty k from their house, so why would why would they know that? Just
2: yeah, it was yeah. very yeah. very
1: eye opening to to me to realize how small their world is
2: yeah 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 and just how you know the, everyone is so happy, and it's, it's 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 a simple a simpler way of life, but God, you know you wonder, are we are we the mad ones you know that way <laughs> um so like I to me, I just thought that was incredible now the only thing i didn't wasn't a big fan of was the dogs, like I was absolutely i had <laughs> i was terrified every you know in the middle of the night, you'd come into a town on the bikes, especially on the bikes, and it would just be i don't know how many million dogs would just come charging at you, you know barking oh. so that was something now I, I I wouldn't miss at all. But, um, yeah, luckily I had the guys on either side of me. They were well-trained by the end of the race, well, um, protecting me from the dogs, you know.
1: Yeah, so, well, it is a little freaky. I mean, my experience oh. with the dogs was most of them didn't really care. You know, they just kind of yeah. look at you and, yeah. and move on with their life. But I, I can see where you have four bikes in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah it. oh
2: god it was- just it was like you just knew you know you'd see like some some homes coming up and it was like I would be like okay Richard you know oh and Pete just you know they'd all knew then you know it was like I was like this is the one thing I'm absolutely terrified of I've like you know previous in a previous race I was like I was we were drafting and a dog came running out and I went flying Mm. and like you know was, was it terrified me so that's one thing now I do and it is the bikes I think they just you know they they chase the bikes and that's a natural thing for them you know yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's new to them, and yeah, they've never seen that. They yeah. have, and plus, <laughs> yeah. plus they heard gringos taste good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, uh, what was I going to? Say? I had something. Well, you know how I am with with my mind. Um, <laughs> sure, I had this really cool question, and now I now I don't remember what it is. Uh, but uh, cool. we kind of—I think we actually covered the the normal stuff in the first first yeah. half of this. So. Um,
2: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did.
1: You know, it's just uh, a cool experience, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was just like that's the thing. I've just you know I've never experienced that. I was just it was like I'd i of tell everyone it was just an education for me more than the race. You know, yeah. it was the education which I just thought was just incredible. Yeah. Um yeah it was it was amazing you know I think the race directors did amazing you know I think they did a great job in in the planning and everything so fair play to them you know
1: yeah i I've said it before you know from our point of view except except for one little hiccup after the race which we kinda needed to be back where the teams were and they took us to a really nice place outside of town you which, you know, I mean, I know what they were thinking. They're like, they took us, you know, a really nice little bed and breakfast and stuff, but we really needed to be downtown because I needed to talk to people, you know, so other than that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was okay. So, um, okay, here's, I'll ask you this question and you don't have to answer it if you don't want. You're going to go to, going to go to Brazil next year
2: oh i don't know i you know what i it was so funny i was so like after this race i actually would really like to go like i just it does sound amazing i think you know i I got to speak with um shuby and you know i think it's pedro Mm -hmm. and just after the race about um about brazil and it just sounds incredible so you know and after being in ecuador i'm just like oh god you know it'd be great to, to to experience it so hopefully like i would love to say that i I would go you know so hopefully fingers crossed
1: yeah and what what are we all going to say it's a year away we don't know right (laughs) (laughs)
2: exactly exactly who knows who knows you know Uh, that would be incredible
1: well cool so i think it's about about bedtime for you over there isn't it
2: yeah well just nine o'clock now so a few more a bit
1: more work time and then uh, I'll head on. Yeah. 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 That's what the, you know, the only thing I like about winter here is sometimes it's like, oh, wow, it's only eight o'clock. Well, it's been dark for two hours. I guess I can go to bed.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time enough. It's time enough. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I hear you.
1: I hear you. So, um, no, the only other thing before we close here is a little send me, send me some links to your sponsors and stuff so we can put them in the show oh, notes. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um,
2: yeah that'd be brilliant yeah, yeah that'd be brilliant in Randy. fact
1: just just let us t- give me right now who who helped you out with the race
2: um okay let me see heli hansen
1: mm-hmm.
2: our number one um lucky trekking poles and um, spin 11 spin 11 personalized cycling clothes yeah uh i think that's it okay. oh um trek trek uh, it's called they're, they're called um track bars they're like an english uh like protein bar company oh, yeah.
1: so do they taste good
2: yeah yeah really good actually they were great they were yeah they were actually brilliant
1: okay let's see this is how it works you know that now i have one more question what yeah. what did you guys eat mostly during the race
2: um we ate, you know what actually this time we had lots of real food mm-hmm. which is great we had um lots of like bread rolls every time we'd hit a little uh, little town or you know some random little shop we'd buy we, we always got bread rolls mm-hmm. for some reason or that well it seems like that's what a lot of people just had yeah. so um we had lots and lots of bread rolls we had we had a lot of normal food yeah so like even in the transitions it was great you know that they had the spaghetti there one night and in one of the transitions and um yeah it seemed You know, I know the guys had some of the chicken soup with the chicken heads in it, where I was like, no, thank you, (laughs) with the the chicken heads. Oh, could not even, the thoughts of it, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was good. And then we had the track, we had a good few, had loads of the track bars and, um, yeah, just, yeah, but we seemed to, we stopped, like, you know, any chance we got, we could, you know, we we got some real food, which was great this time. And especially because Owen was so sick, it was, we needed things like that, you know, that way, just really bland type of food that we could, um, that was real, not yeah. just loads of crap, yeah. you know?
1: No, I know exactly so. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, I'd tell oh, you, I'd this- tell you to go fast and take chances, but it's kind of the off season, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely, so. break time, break time. Yeah, you know,
1: fat fat season as Kyle Peter calls it.
2: Exactly, <laughs> I like it. Well, I see he's off. Um, where are they? were they over in Malaysia doing a race?
1: Yeah, that was kind of he's looked a- interesting. It's like a forty-eight hour trip yeah. to go to Malaysia to race. But
2: hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was pretty impressive. Yeah,
1: Yeah. looks like they had fun. So, okay. well, cool. Yeah. So thank-
2: cool. Listen, Randy, so good to talk to you.
1: It was. It was fun. I keep thinking, you know. I could probably just talk to people once in a while too. <laughs> but you know, you never, you kind of never really think about that, do you? It's like, oh, no, you're always in work mode. Yeah. It's like, whoa, Avril's in Ireland. <laughs> I could just call and say hi, but.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And oh, I must, um, um, let me look into about the Tahoe maps Okay. Because I know I have them. I'm just trying to see, I, I, I'm I. hoping they're in the storage place Let's see. my mom and dad moved house there a few months ago, so I just have to locate them.
1: That would be cool. Yeah, we're yeah. we're going gung ho on that. So we're yeah, working that's on the team. it Should be fun. So
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It'd be brilliant. Well. All right. Well, thanks and just listen, so good to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks a million. All right.
1: Have a Merry Christmas.
2: And you, Randy, and you take care, okay?
1: All right. Bye.
2: Bye, 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 bye. Thank